Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. We're bringing holiday inspiration right to you. Download the Acme mobile app where you can order all your seasonal favorites from delivery or drive up and go. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. When you find ingredients that feed joy, chef-curated holiday recipes, and grocery rewards to rejoice in, all in one app. We're here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Here I am in my store. Europe's strictest and longest-running lockdown has come to an end for Camilla Kaki. She owns two children's clothing stores in central Rome. And I'm excited because I have uh, beautiful and colourful clothes that need someone to wear them. For almost two months, the shutters stayed down on Camilla's shops. In the middle of April, though, she was allowed to reopen as Italy's tough quarantine measures began to be relaxed because baby clothes were classified as essential goods. While there is global concern about the risk of a new wave of infection if economies restart too quickly, Camilla has to support a seven-year-old son and needed the money. I had to reopen as quick as possible because I had to uh, pay loads of bills, uh, rents, and everything was suspended. And give us an idea of the kind of costs that a business person like you would incur week by week, month by month. I can tell you, and I have, I'm have i not shy in saying these numbers, that I put €15,000 of my savings just for the first month for payments with my wholesalers that were already on their way and the rents, you know, the energy and the bills and then everything that concerns my family and my survival. So how did you feel on the first day of opening up? Well, I was, uh, I was very worried because I knew that I had to respect certain um, rules, which I wasn't sure of because no one is able to tell me what I am supposed to do. So I washed the floors and everything around and I had a, my protection with a mask, face mask and a gloves. I didn't know if everything was all right, but I was glad anyways, because I really needed the money. So was both terrifying in a negative way and in a positive way. So the money is starting to come in again now? Yeah, a little bit. Of course, I have to close at two o'clock. After that, no one is around. But my goal is to go at least to 50% of what I usually do in this period of the year. Camilla Cocchi, owner of two children's clothing shops in Rome. We'll be hearing more from her later. The Italian government has now announced a further loosening of the lockdown. Buonasera a tutti. This was Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte addressing the nation on Sunday. Siamo tutti affrontando una prova molto dura, anche nei prossimi mesi. He said Italians were confronting a tough and complex challenge. People expected restrictions to be relaxed, but the virus was still a danger. From Monday, people will be free to move about within their own region. Parks will reopen and all manufacturing and building work can restart. All shops will be allowed to reopen from mid-May. From June the 1st, so will bars, restaurants, hairdressers and beauty salons, in all cases with limits on the number of people allowed inside at any one time. 
Se ami l'Italia, permettetemi di dirlo, mantieni le distanze. If you love Italy, said Prime Minister Conte, keep your distance. And health experts agree that emerging from lockdown must be slow and steady. But the Italian government has been criticised by regional leaders in the prosperous north, where businesses have been pushing for quarantine to end more quickly. Getting back to work was also important for Eduardo Sciosha. He's the co-founder and chief executive of a chain of 49 bookstores across Italy called Libraccio, and this is one of his promotional videos. Books have also been classified as an essential good and were allowed to be sold as part of the first phase of Italy's move out of lockdown on April the 14th. Eduardo Sciosha opened 19 of his stores on that first day. He's been speaking to me from his home in Monza, just north of Milan. Look, since this crisis started, I've been in my office for at least 12 hours a day to deal with the economic aspects of the disaster. When the government has said bookstores could reopen, 420 out of 472 employees said they were available because they were proud to be able to do service for the country. It's a big difference for you now as a business, isn't it, compared to before the virus? It's changed completely. In this moment, Yes, it has completely changed. Our takings are down 40 to 50 percent. However, when our staff work and are paid by us, this is still something worth doing. It reduces the burden of unemployment benefits to the state, as well as giving a benefit to readers and to the public who love books. Eduardo Sciosha, chief executive of the Italian bookstore chain Libraccio. So, we've heard from two Italian business people who believe trying to get back to normal trading as fast as possible is the right thing to do. But Italy is still a long, long way from normality, and the cost of shutdown is mounting. I would say roughly 20% of GDP will be lost this year. Enrico Colombato is professor of economics at the University of Turin. Our business framework is based on small and very small enterprises. Large enterprises are fairly rare. Now, small enterprises have very limited financial capacity, so many of them will not reopen. And even if they did, they will be extremely cautious, and so will suffer more than other countries where large companies are prevailing, or at least have a larger share of the market. Resentment over how much financial help Italy can expect from the rest of the European Union continues to simmer among the public and politicians. Rome's relations with the EU, prickly at the best of times over the past few years, deteriorated as the coronavirus took hold, and Italy's neighbours proved reluctant to rush to its aid. Italians, regrettably, they don't have a very good record about virtuous spending of shared money or taxpayers' contributions. So Germany and other countries are reluctant to give us a blank cheque. Many Italians felt abandoned. Some took to social media in protest, posting videos of them burning the EU flag while playing the Italian national anthem. Noi ci salviamo da soli. We'll save ourselves, they say. Their country, though, has now won some breathing space from the European Union. 
EU leaders have endorsed a 540 billion euro rescue package which gives countries the right to borrow from the Eurozone bailout fund. The European Commission will also produce a plan for an economic stimulus package worth at least 1 trillion euros to help the EU recover from the coronavirus crisis. Details are still sketchy, but the Commission will present a draft proposal for the plan next Wednesday. But what will happen if Italy can't get enough of the money it will need from its EU neighbours? Economist Enrico Colombato again. If financial investors believe that we are not reliable debtors and they turn us down, then Euro exit, and so Italy exit in broader terms, becomes a possibility. That would be the end of the Euro for Italy and the birth, perhaps, of a new Euro for the rest of Europe. It also means the end of the European Union for Italy, because if you quit the euro, you must also quit the European Union. So it would be a dramatic shock for the entire continental construction. You're saying that it is at least possible that this pandemic could do what the whole debt crisis didn't do and drive Italy out of the euro and the European Union. Indeed, it is a possibility. Indeed, indeed. Professor Enrico Colombato in Turin. I've also been speaking to a former Italian Prime Minister about how much help his country can expect from the rest of the EU. He is Paolo Gentiloni and he's now the EU's Economy Commissioner in Brussels. I am aware of the fact that the Italian citizens were uh, very critical of the reaction coming from uh, the European Union and rightly so. Uh, because uh, Italy, unfortunately, was uh, hit by this outbreak uh, before other countries uh, in the Union. Uh, Now the mood has uh, changed. Obviously, Italians are, uh, and rightly so, asking more to Europe. Uh, But um, the idea of uh, being left alone that was... Uh, in the initial weeks, uh, is uh, no more there. But what countries like Italy have actually been asking for is debt sharing, not just loans, which means other better-off EU members like Germany and, and the Netherlands helping to share the debt burden of countries which have been hit hardest by the pandemic. But that's not going to happen. Those appeals have fallen on deaf ears. Why is it that at a time of such great human suffering... The EU doesn't want to share debts between member countries. Uh, the proposal that is in the table is to share uh, a common commitment to face a common crisis. Um, this is completely different from uh, the way we faced the previous crisis, the, the financial crisis. So 10 years ago, the answer to countries was, uh, if you are in difficulty, you ask for rescue and if you ask for rescue, these are the conditionalities. In this crisis, the crisis is affecting every single member states of the Union. So it's a common threat and a common task to face together. I think that this is a turning point in the European discussion. The idea that, yes, we are not sharing the debts accumulated in the previous 10 years. We are sharing the commitment to face this common crisis in the next 
couple of years. We've spoken to one Italian economist who thinks it is possible this pandemic could do what the debt crisis couldn't, and that is ending up forcing Italy out of the euro and with that the European Union, if it doesn't get enough support from the rest of Europe and the financial markets think Italian debt is too risky to take on. Do you agree? Uh, I don't think that this is the situation we are in. The demonstration that there is a uh, European economic initial solidarity uh, reassured uh, the markets. I can't imagine what could have happened to my country without this European framework. The EU's Economy Commissioner Paolo Gentiloni in Brussels. While leaders debate, businesses must cope with the new realities of life after lockdown. Back in Rome, I asked shop owner Camilla Cocchi what she thought about the big debate between lives and livelihoods, those fears of a second wave of the virus if people rush to return to work too soon. I mean, too soon. If we want to wait that Everybody is safe. That means we have to have control on the whole world, which is impossible, I think. What do you think this whole horrible episode has done to Italy? I mean, has it knocked people's confidence? How how do you think Italy will emerge from all of this? It looks to me that, unfortunately, we're going back to Middle Ages. In what way? Because we're going to have serious economic problems. I mean, the damages are going to last Anyways, I think Italians, I mean, we invented everything. Aqueducts, architecture, university, banks. I'm not worried for my country in that way. But yes, we need a very smart government, which I don't think we have. Are you looking for an easier way to invest in real estate? Well, it has arrived. As stocks fall, investors are flocking to real estate. Rental home investing has outperformed the stock market over the last 20 years with less volatility. In under five minutes, you can get started investing in rental properties and begin earning passive income without the substantial upfront costs. And Arrived takes care of the management and operations so you can sit back and build wealth. Use gift code GET50 to get $50 off your first rental property investment. Visit ArrivedHomes.com. That's ArrivedHomes.com.